0: season three premiere episode one with my friend joseph frank like the hot dogs you know like franks you know what i mean uh what else should i say for this introduction that's supposed to stay relevant the rest of the season is Anthony Randazzo next. Daniel and Ryan for episode three. Christian. Sterling. Brandon Pisano and Hannah. Liz and Hannah. And a special controversy episode. And hopefully some pre-shifts in between. But you can listen to all of this at microwaveminutes.com and everywhere you find podcasts and uh, Let's roll into it. We're rolling it again. Episode 29. I'm here with a very special guest. He flew all the way to Chicago just for this episode. <laughs> also, your
1: second take sounds like your 79th day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with Joseph, with my friend Joseph. I'm going to call you Joseph Frank because your that, website that, says it as such. That's, that's the
1: artist name I keep trying, but people keep just trying to use my real name.
0: I don't know. Yeah, what's up with that? Using real names, huh? I, I feel like as a creative individual, it is difficult to identify yourself and then have other people identify you yeah. the same way
1: absolutely there was a phase though where i feel like people would call each other by their instagram names before they actually knew them
0: that is very much a thing some people uh not some people my i have several instagram accounts not for any particular reason constantly changing too constantly changing but the ones that are constantly changing people like to refer to me as such (laughs) And they always go, "What's with that?" And I'm like, "I have one that doesn't really change. You could just call me by that one. That one works too."
1: Hey, when Chef Juice was a thing, that's all I wanted to call you.
0: Chef Juice, Chef Juice does work. Chef Juice works. I I don't prefer to be called that uh, anywhere outside of a DIY venue. <laughs> okay. But um, no. Uh, I before we get into this joseph i i just want you to know i'm happy that you're here I'm, I'm excited for our little chat today it's it's pretty late it's um it's the middle of the week i'm assuming we both have things to do tomorrow yeah of course so this is gonna be fun you know we'll unpack some stuff maybe pack some stuff in and uh This is the Microwave Minutes. This is the return of the Microwave Minutes because we've got a lot of exciting guests coming. We have a lot of exciting things to talk about. And I will shout out Adam at Requiem for a Tuesday as the uh, kind of the production lead, I guess. He's the the leading man in the RFAT audio network. So you can follow him at adam.arfat. You can follow me at 3Js justice j-u-s-t-i-s i think there's an underscore there but there's not many people named justice in chicago so it, it it'll it be easy to find if you're listening to this and you live within the vicinity where can they find you joseph hmm.
1: these days if you want to follow joseph frank co uh, pretty easy spelled how it sounds um yeah i'm active on instagram still you know still still also <laughs> debating whether I even want to be that whole thing um
0: yeah, but I guess while we're on the topic, let's talk about social media oh, let's do it i think I think um okay i I have a
1: theory about social media recently that that I'm kind of proud of this
0: is why we're here
1: um man, okay so. Obviously, everybody feels that it's become way too commercialized. It's, it's not the old Instagram. You want to go back like there's some sort of crazy digital time machine. Yeah. But let's just take the now. And, and I think it would help a lot of people to examine this digital landscape as a party, party, party. Right? It's social. Social media. Social media now is like a party, except you have multi-level marketing salesmen coming into the door um, every time you turn the lights on or every beer that gets open, a new mar- multi-level marketing and I'm talking about the ads you know all of the promoted content and and not only that right if that actually happened at your party you'd be pretty upset you would kick them out but we're like okay the ads whatever we'll, we'll just like deal with it keep going but then you have this like post influencer phase where people are still selling things and tagging things. And it's as if you're at this party and the multi-level media person or one stealing your language, they're saying all the cool things that you're saying and you're actually buying into it. And now you're talking like them and now you want to sell. And it's just like, it's a pretty shitty party. (laughs) And, and that's, that's where I'm at with social media. And all of us are like, you want to go somewhere else? And you're like, yeah, my space is closed though, dude. Uh, (laughs) Facebook, uh, I think people are literally sleeping there. Um, and there's just nowhere else to go, and we're trapped here at this, at this terrible social media party.
0: Um, the landscape has changed significantly. So, like, the way that those marketers have come in and, like, swept the rug out is, in my opinion, temporary. I don't think that people. I don't think that companies are going to continue to invest as much time into those paid ads. They're going to figure out other ways to be on social media, but I don't think that they're gonna continue to be bringing you new beers and bringing you all these new things. I think they're gonna find another way, and it has to do with. I think that there's a there's a way to get influencers involved into what they're doing and like almost like mask it a little bit more because we're the most they already know that we're catching on. Sure. Like they're, they know that we don't like it in my opinion. And it's.
1: Yeah. But some of us rely a, on that. Part when I it. invite you to a free event, you don't care yeah. that it's sponsored. You care that you're getting free beers. Yep. 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 And that hasn't changed.
0: There's, um, there's a podcast right now called advertising will save us. <laughs> uh, that kind of talks about that whole that topic as a whole which is it's really fun to hear because the people that are running it are you know six-figure advertise agent advertising agent you know people w- bringing in you know other six-figure people that are like it's all good like you should totally stay on it you know like the liquid death uh, VP or president or some, something like that. Um, Selling water. Yeah. And he talks about like that vision and he talks about his vision behind the water and about the fact that their branding is doing well because it it almost seems like it's like tongue in cheek in a way. For sure. And because that's like, to me, that's the forefront of social media right now is brands like that. Mm-hmm. They're still placing ads. They still are rel- like relevant and nobody's really sick of them yet, but it's just fu- it's just water. That's the thing, you know. But he his whole yeah, his but- whole vision is like we're going to make it cool. Is that's the that's the goal. But what happens when it's not cool anymore? Yeah. They're going to find other ways to implement it into I think they're kind of doing it now too. They're kind of that's kind of a I think like that's a technique, right? That's a strategy is to have influencers buy your stuff like that or give them your stuff like that's definitely already a technique or a strategy but they're gonna find another way for us to not even realize that it's all over still either way i'm i'm totally in agreement. it is just a bad party (laughs) that is true
1: but in a game of appearances i mean that's why liquid death works yeah that's why we want it that's why we're we're kind of chill sometimes, being playing the whole um, "I hate capitalism," right? Anyway, uh, I found this thing. I How got about a, all these things? Got a stupid targeted ad, but uh, I did get it, and it was it was okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm such a sucker for those. I bought uh, a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, like,
1: yeah, th- this like self deprecating, casual acceptance of, of capitalism. I didn't even want to compare it to the awful things that. Uh... Are you, Have you
0: felt fell victims to such?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I've actually, you know, I'm now I'm like swinging so far to the left. I think in my current state <laughs> of life that I like had a, I had a realization uh, where I was gonna tag a company. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. Like a, a great local spot too. You know, support <laughs> local businesses. And then I was like, what's the deal with that? Why is that like a knee jerk reaction? Like I can't just enjoy something. I have to feel like I have to pay tribute. Like. So this experience was brought to you by other small business as me, small, smaller, uh, smaller. And, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, the idea, maybe some of them are like more people should enjoy it. I want this thing to keep existing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, don't you feel like it comes from a place of like, I'm helping them. Like I'm the savior by being the ad for them. And then I, and that just means they get more customers. So, what happens when a small business stops being small because everybody's doing their job and tagging them? (laughs) What happens? (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) now you're the one fake tagging Prada in your ad like you did
0: a shoot for them. (laughs) That is (laughs) the ecosystem of tagging is very real. And I really don't think that they look at it. You know no. what I mean? Like they don't really. It's just another. It's a blip in their timeline. Ultimately, for the bigger companies. Yeah. It's insane because I've really felt the same way about a lot of about a lot of posts. Yeah. Like to get specific about it, there's just like so many times, like the same thing. Like you question it, you're swinging left, but really like people that are swinging right probably feel the same way about certain things, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is not me hating on small businesses. Obviously, I love small businesses, but <laughs> I I question this weird cultural thing
0: that we do. <laughs> There's um This is just also about one platform. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And and it's like really hard for me to grasp the gravity of the situation that is social media. It's like really hard to think about. I can't spend a lot of time on them. It like stresses me out. Yeah. In a in a sense where and this is I mean this is there's so many like self help like put your phone down and like, you know, spend less time. And it's like I, I I listened to that in the back of my mind, but you know you still spend some time scrolling on on a few of them.
1: Yeah. I mean I got off TikTok. That's just done any of the new stuff I'm not for but I have this weird feeling like if I stop posting on social media on Instagram people are gonna think I'm dead maybe <laughs> if I if I'm being honest like so his careers over he's dead that's it
0: to to our folks listening at home Joseph um lived in Chicago for a few years moved here from where was it again
1: Jersey Jersey in Jersey
0: on the shore Jersey to Chicago, and now he lives in Europe in Amsterdam. Um, so just to bring you up to speed, I probably would think that too. <laughs> <laughs> if you just stopped sharing things, I would be right. like, Is he okay? <laughs> He's been, it's been several months.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, as much as I hate it, love it, it's. In the past, my history with Instagram was weird. Like, I just didn't have one. Friends convinced me. I think I was working at a mall at the time. And I remember being one of those people that's like...
0: Did you work at Auntie Anne's?
1: No, I I worked at a, a little clothing store. It's an Australian clothing store. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs>
0: to guess what that is, but okay.
1: But I remember thinking my friends were so stupid. And um, I downloaded it and I posted like a picture of me that was these co-workers that convinced me to download it we were on the drive home and i remember taking my first instagram picture and just making being super cynical like this traffic is so poetic because <laughs> that's like i was like what are people going on instagram and posting their random life moments for <laughs> i didn't get it <laughs>
0: That song is called Country Girl. It's on my new record. It's on your new record? Yeah. It's coming oh. out. I don't know when it's coming out. It's not that <laughs> It's totally going to be called that. Thank God for Twitter, though. Okay. I see where this is going. Yeah. This whole 20-minute discussion was just to plug my new record. <laughs> what? <laughs> this feels like social media after all. Yep. 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 It absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, yeah
1: there's another platform um youtube and um i don't know if you still watch youtube besides these passive beautiful skate videos shout out uh deep dish mm. this just it, put, it makes me feel at home just seeing people skate in the background um yeah so there are uh so maybe... wait
0: <laughs> do you um are you a fan of rob Deerdick? Is that was that your like when I was like your age? That was who was popping, right? Yeah, that's awesome. He's a really I have a lot of respect for him.
1: He seemed like such a big joke, but but it seemed
0: like he was just this goofy dude. No, Mm -hmm. dude, he was making millions off of his stuff, and he talks about it on his nine club episode. This isn't a plug because everybody you should try it if you like skateboarding because everybody comes through the nine club. And Rob Dyrdek just did one. It's a three-hour episode where he just—he's got all the tips and tricks. Ooh. For he's like a life coach now. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it. I recently got back into because same thing. Like skateboarding was like big when I was a kid. Like I used to. Those were my only friends when I was younger. And like I kind of fell out of that. And like now that I have a little bit of domesticated lifestyle. As soon as I really locked that in, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start skating again Mm -hmm. just to feel at home. And it's like, it's been great. It's such a good workout. It's such, it's good for your brain. Uh, and it's, I I, honestly, I don't have much of a social aspect to it, but there is a social aspect to it for sure. Like as a whole, there's so many communities in Chicago specifically, you know,
1: it's oddly the one subculture that hasn't really died.
0: Yeah. It's. and I don't it hear a lot of people complaining about died. it.
1: And I still see it on, like, when I was on TikTok for a minute, I was like, dang, like, people are still rocking this and inventing new things. And it's really cool. And it still means something to culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, you know, there's still things today that I see people doing that feel like it's really more like a nostalgia uh, ritual. Yeah. Skating is not one of them. Yeah. I follow They're pe-
0: always reinventing. Yeah, they're reinventing the wheel. Uh, for what is also, in my opinion, like the intersection of arts and culture, fashion. Like skateboarding seems to always be right there. If yep. they're not hitting, if they're not like in a Louis Vuitton ad or something, like they're <laughs> they're in like a little bit of a smaller brand, or they're always doing somebody's got a skateboard in all of this. You know, in all of our advertising now, it's like it's exciting. Like, and every time I see it. Like when I was younger, I'd be like, that's dumb, that's lame. But like now, I'm like that's so that's so nice. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I still follow um, Boo Johnson. I don't know if you follow Boo. He's a skater. There's probably billions of skaters that have coming on, but he's one of those to me that's like he's like the Snoop Dogg of <laughs> skating. <laughs> I just thoroughly. I know what enjoy that it. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a cruise and all sorts of stuff. Like I don't know. Labels or magazines. I can't keep up either. <laughs> but I just... I'm, I'm very entertained and I think he's extremely talented. And then obviously through that, you know... And, and you have social media accounts like 4down or something that you can just watch a specific type of skating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I have yet to really get into like vert skating. I don't know. It's just like not my thing. Yeah. That And unfortunately, like what is trendy is just like the street skating... And like that, like early two thousands fashion is coming in, which is fun and I'm down with. But um, I'll probably get into vert as I get a little older. There's a really cool. <laughs> so,
1: so that is such an interesting statement. As I get older, yeah, like, like, I don't think like that you're I'll 13 ever and get you're like, tired of it. Maybe
0: maybe when I'm in high school, I'll I'll do vert. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have been putting it off for that long, and that's really what I've been missing in my life. Yeah. But there's a there's a really cool um i can't remember i it's like Lith. i'm not gonna remember the name it's a church that they turned into a skate park in st louis and it's got a like a mega half pipe it's like the biggest half pipe i've ever skated it's like amazing really cool cathedral ceiling like (laughs) super decked out but also every ramp is just like spray painted with a bunch of shit and it's just like so cool that's
1: There's a place uh, in Amsterdam called Skate Cafe. And so if if you have churches turning into, uh, like, skate parks, now you have skate parks turning into nightclubs, and uh, it's a techno club. And imagine literally there's a DJ in the middle of the skate park, and you have just hundreds of people falling off of these vertical they're standing too but i mean they try to dance but because of it, how
0: many people like people just like kind of slide off <laughs> and it's so
1: fun to watch and it's not like because they're dumb they know what's going to happen right but to be able to just vibe to techno and just like be on a ramp it, yeah
0: that's really sick um what i have a lot of questions about amsterdam no i've never been Back, I've never back, been... back to skating, the one thing
1: I want to say is I feel like in Chicago, you kept it alive in such a way that also I felt like somebody at my age couldn't skate because I'm old now and I'm not professional, so there's no need for it. Yeah. But just seeing you around, like I don't know, it brought an energy and I feel like skating, whatever, keeping it alive, it, it really does something to what you feel about living in an urban environment is seeing people skate.
0: That's very interesting. Are there a lot of people skating in Amsterdam?
1: It's bricks on.
0: Yeah, I did. I no. would imagine it's not easy.
1: Every now and then, you'll you'll see spots, and yeah. like you know the spots, and they're they look like Tony Hawk maps because it's just like an isolated. They're the
0: only thing that's solid concrete in right. the area. Right. They had to ship in the concrete, basically. <laughs> Literally. Um. So. You're now working for a company in Amsterdam or they're not located there.
1: It's a fully remote company started by uh, a Norwegian guy in 2015, like before remote work was really a big thing. Yeah. He kind of had this vision of like, um, I don't know, equitable work for everybody. Just because
0: remote is the move.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So in my company, it's across like six continents and everybody can get paid a fair rate. Like, wow. at a global standard.
0: Is there? Is Do you have any... <laughs> what are your recommendations for working from home? I'm assuming that you don't work all day long don't just from at home. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Because like... that's the thing. If you work remotely, you know. Uh... You're chilling for... Also, wait. So, your hours are probably weird, right? Mm,
1: no. Again, dude, this... This is like one of the, I feel like I'm working at a future company. That's so sick. Because the way they've structured it, one, um, it, it's not a traditional agency. It's it's called a uh, creative as a service. So the way a SaaS company operates is software as a service. Yeah. This operates that way with creative. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm like sitting here trying to uh, not talk about my job, but I actually think like the makeup of it is, is blowing my mind because I was a freelancer for so long. Yeah. And, oh, and you know, you have ideas like how do I expand this? I had little ideas here and there like, oh, maybe I assemble a team. I have people on a Slack channel. I can just hit up whenever I have extra work. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. But essentially once you're in the circle of, and you're, you're full-time – But once you're in the circle of the job, you feel like an internal freelancer in a way because you can bid on certain clients we're getting in. They build like a little team for each client and maybe on one project I'm working with these five people. The next I'm working on, oh, somebody I'm familiar with and then four other people. Uh, But it's structured on the time zones based on that client. So I actually have a lot of U.S. clients and I have some European clients. But um, I'll strategically kind of pick my team where it's like, I have a designer um, over in uh, Mexico, and then I have a designer over in South Africa, because they occupy two totally different time zone fields where one can actually be doing work overnight if there's a rush job, Mm -hmm. and then one can uh, be delivering the work in the morning and managing the adjustments. Wow. So it manages literally a 24-hour time span of capability.
0: That's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like the way you think about creative work yeah. and creatives need that freedom yeah. to not sit at a desk 9 to 5 yeah. and just be given the, the trust that right. like, you're going to get this done here's here's your thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like even better you'll be awake when i'm asleep
0: <laughs> yeah you'll be working when i'm asleep that's very uh so yeah to answer the the full question like yeah hey, you didn't ask the question where do you hang out you know when you're doing this yeah. <laughs> what's um, the moves <laughs> What's the moves in... Uh, what's the AM? They call it AM? Or is it AD? AD. Amsterdam. Oh. How do they shorten oh. it? AMD. Okay. The, the secret is people call it Mokum. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out, folks. <laughs> That's the secret. Here at the Microwave Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the secrets are here. We, we call it Adam. Okay. Like, like Adam. Like, I don't
1: know. It's just like Amsterdam, A, dam.
0: Yeah. But, because
1: uh, there's a lot of dams. There's the Rotterdam, you know, there's... Actually, that's the only that's one That's the I only know. one that I know. Yeah, I think that's the only one I want. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> um, yeah, so one thing that's weird is huh, trending. Oh. Trending, trending is cafes are getting so cool that they want to have a no-laptop policy after 12. In the afternoon? Yeah. Oh. And that is, like, super annoying. Like, there's, I'm not going to shout them out because I think they're beautiful, this space um, in Nord. And... It's like all concrete, like super well-designed, like amber square lights, like Mm -hmm. plants, very vibey, and especially in the cloudy atmosphere of Amsterdam, it's like the place that you want to sit and just work. Yeah. Not really, very limited distractions, cozy feelings, excellent coffee, the coffee bar is in the middle, big tables, lots of outlets. Very cool. I sit down and like, hey, just so you know. We're well,
0: implementing our new policy. We,
1: we're implementing a policy. like, oh, you can't no. have your laptop at, after 12. And I look at the clock, no. and it's 12, 13. No. And I took a ferry to get here, because this is, like, the way that Amsterdam is. is like you have the city, then you have a big river, and then it's a free ferry that runs back and forth all day. Yeah. So I'm, like, kind of complaining, but it's not yeah. a big deal. And I'm, like, I tell the like, guy, like, dude, I took the ferry to get here. And he's, like, all <laughs> right, dead. well, like... <laughs> Sorry. Sit outside, loser. Like, <laughs> and, and you gotta respect it because what they're trying to create maybe this is somehow linked to social media they they really do want to create an environment where people are intentionally just there and present um, so some of those places I have to keep a watch out for some places are no laptops at all they want to curate a vibe mm-hmm. they want to curate hey this isn't this isn't a co-working space this is a cafe Um the Hoxton Exists so little hotels are, are really nice. There's like hip hotels you can work yeah. from and you actually find mostly those digital nomad types working there um, There's a library. There's a lot of
0: libraries and they're like very well-designed very cool like you the... visited some like what seemed like a a famous architectural building site <laughs> Dude, There's or so a many. few of them at some point. There are so many that you yeah yeah i saw a photo set of i think i don't know what it is i'm not gonna be able to say the name what did it look like was it futuristic or what would be the other Mm.
1: i guess classical it wasn't
0: classical it was futuristic
1: okay yeah some people call it technocratic over there
0: technocratic
1: that's a term i like i have a list now of all the new words i'm Brian Eno started this, use, yeah. and, uh, and I was like, swear. that's genius. I'm just going to start adding but things like neoliberalism.
0: I was like, what? I've heard that w- a word before, maybe yeah. once or twice.
1: I was talking to somebody, and I'm like, hey, look, I'm going to be just straight with you. I hear this word all the time, What? and this person just used
0: it. I'm like, what does it mean? Great. Um, and he I love like, that you asked the questions. That's a hard question for some people. He goes, I actually don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, how are you
1: defining it? And and I think <laughs> there's like a, an association with the color blue. That's it. Neoliberalism blue? Yeah. What? Okay. Because of Facebook and Twitter and social. I don't know. There was like an association. Uh, but technocratic is one that I am just amped on because you don't even have to tell me what that means i like knew what it meant the second that it was used
0: um i don't have any synonyms for technocratic
1: exactly uh
0: maybe uh right, but neoliberalism just, yeah you're right
1: these neoliberal no, technocratic
0: more, uh <laughs> what would that even be that's that would be more just liberal right a technocratic uh
1: yeah I mean, when when you're there, it does feel dystopian, and and like there's a lot of dissonance between the old city, and then when you go to the edges of the city, the newest parts are all modern, modern, futuristic. And I mean, from a design background, like if you were to hit me up in college and show me these buildings, I would be stoked. This yeah. is they're implementing some incredible design ideals. It's not the boring like prefab slabs. Squares that go up. You know, there's a little bit of intention. Yeah. And they definitely shape the environment when there's nothing there but flat
0: ground. Yeah. Not a lot of hills? No, it's the Uh, flattest country in
1: in Europe. That's why biking's popular.
0: I think You're still biking out there? Yeah. Did you get a new bike or did you bring yours?
1: No, I bought a a good Dutch bike. Good. Good. That's
0: good. I don't have a bike right now. I got my last one stolen. Or one of them got stolen. One of them I completely... Uh, like bent in my frame, the front of my frame. So I had to just scrap it, and I haven't got one since. Mm. But that's That's, pretty sick that you're biking. It's still the number
1: one crime though in Amsterdam is bike theft. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of bikes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bikes there.
1: More than people, I believe.
0: (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the dystopian sense that you're describing feels like that is what progression looks like, unfortunately.
1: Oh, even that, what is progress? Like whose idea of progress? Implementing, you're saying
0: you're implementing, um, well, the city, the, the country as a whole is implementing like positive, you Know architecture stuff that is adaptive to the elements, I assume, stuff that's maybe um, more eco friendly, yeah. That, all like, those are maybe included. with different materials that we wouldn't use 40 years ago, and that is that's the dissonance that's created. But that's not it's not just dissonance, it is literally just distance. Mm-hmm. We have such a huge like in the time on a timeline, it's not that many years, but because of the digital era, we've created a lot more years that aren't, we can't write on paper, kind of. You know, there's just like a lot, we've learned so much so fast that it seems like we don't have any choice but to start to create a dystopian future, whatever. I know that that's like, there's negative connotation to that word, but I, for one, would like, you know, to look forward and see, perfection you know and that's what dystopia is i think
1: yeah i mean and obviously it's not like there are these evil people sitting in a room building these and nobody wants them
0: yeah yeah specifically talking about the home like the the most modern you know construction sites in amsterdam we're talking about you know exactly. like there. i don't think that there are evil people in there either you no. know are there evil people building the newest Skyrise in the middle of downtown Chicago? <laughs> oh. Probably, you oh know, gosh. but they're not implementing the change that we're talking about because they're building up instead of building out and they're not necessarily utilizing the space correctly, in my opinion.
1: If, if there's one thing that like really, really hit me coming back here, I was in the new WeWork building. A friend had invite, invited me and...
0: Here? here? Yeah.
1: And they, they built it less than a block away from the old we work building
0: <laughs> did they just leave the other we work building completely empty
1: i don't know <laughs> i have no idea what's going on in there but everybody was working from home so
0: i, I just... did not want. <laughs> i did not <laughs> that's really funny actually the watch that series there's a we series didn't... on we work where jared leto's like crazy in it or something
1: Oh, oh, that sounds. Fun. I thought there was a documentary and people got really woke to WeWork and then WeWork apologized and they fixed it all.
0: Oh, maybe that's what we're talking about. But I, I just thought Jared. I don't want to see it.
1: Jared Leto going crazy at a WeWork.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't describe it well. Very good, <laughs> but that. I think that he's in the show you're talking the documentary you're talking It's okay. a docudrama, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That could be. Not totally not important.
1: There were so many big tech takedown docs of the past two years. Yeah. That I haven't gotten a chance to see all of them. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Spotify one, didn't see it. Definitely
0: watch the Theranos one. Um I didn't watch it. No. no. Theranos. Yeah, I heard the, of it. The did, dropout. I, oh. Uh, it was I like- did watch that actually. Yeah. Amanda Seafried or whatever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent job.
0: Not or whatever, that's her name. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> but uh I think just being in that we work and also like knowing the rest of the city. The difference I would say the difference between Amsterdam and here is that um it feels rich. Amsterdam feels rich even if you're not rich. And that's because they pay attention to like the public access to things like public transportation, the streets. All of the things that people actually use, no matter your income level. Yeah. And I feel taken care of there. Yeah. I come here and I was like,
0: (laughs) yo, I got to spend all this money on this buzz. I literally
1: (laughs) hop on a CTA that's late and it's not great. It smells, whatever, blah, blah. blah. And Chicago is allegedly has the best uh, public transport uh, system in the United States. Which speaks volumes to the actual yeah. service that you're using. Yes. <laughs> and and then you look at like the crooked sidewalks and the way people are just kind of slapping down whatever road for <laughs> eight years. They're still building the same highway piece. And I'm like, okay, how do you build this super nice futuristic building here in the center of West Loop that they broke a permit? I think they got like new zoning or something because Hoxton was supposed to be the highest. And then they're, they they built like twenty floors higher than that, and they were another since, one going Since up. the
0: Hoxton, yes, yeah. that's true. Within the past, what three years? I don't know how that's possible. It's insanity. But, I don't I don't understand zoning either. I just know that there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through, and there's people that you can pay off, probably.
1: Yeah. You know, and you can do all of this in this one area and watch West Loop transform completely from, I don't know, like a market ten years ago to what it is today. <laughs> And, and nobody's ever getting kicked back in the other neighborhoods that are suffering. And I mean legitimately suffering. Like yeah. true impoverished communities, food deserts, all of that. It, it's just such a sense of individualism and tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then tax misuse at the top. That's like,
0: what the heck? We don't... <laughs> it's really easy to become a 501c3, 3c, 501c3. Yeah. a non-profit and all those people just dump money into their nonprofits, and they wash that money, baby. Yeah. I don't actually know if that's true, but that's, I I'm, I'm really developing a thesis right now that has to do with, um, you, you a- attend church. I know, but I, uh, it's, it's kind of offensive and a big argument, but I want to see churches, religion as a whole, not be tax exempt in the United States. Okay? Because um the whole th- the, what is in question is whether or not tax exemption is a is a privilege and it isn't a privilege. Sure. Everybody should have nobody should be free of that. And and I think that religion and nonprofits as a whole that all of those organizations have created the greatest area have created like the largest Ponzi scheme in history. In my opinion,
1: <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would say that it really depends because some churches are absolutely for profit, like in a exactly. lot of ways with, with a lot of endeavors, like you're not wrong in that. I think there are some that like, yeah, if, if you attend this community, you want to put money into that community because it's helping you personally firsthand. And then other Um, people, right, through through those initiatives, awesome. But when I go to a place that has, like, the fanciest lights I've ever seen, the most modern keyboard, um, and it it is basically, like, the newest venue in the city. In in the vicinity, right. Not even in the city. On top of that, they're selling albums, they're selling shirts, they're selling books, all of this, and then still considered a 501c3.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting, and that... I think that's a contributing factor to why West Loop looks the way it looks, not religion in general, but I think that the people that are are making those decisions down there have found a way to, to liquefy their money through those things. Yeah. And create the things in place within Chicago. And I'll I'm trying to put all of Chicago's really crooked history in one theory and it's not happening. And I can't. So. I think that's
1: why we can't <laughs> solve it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's yeah. impossible to build that's the timeline. True.
0: Everybody has different reasons to build those big buildings, you know. My cool. dad works in uh is, you know, in that industry where he is the person uh construct or fixing the machine like the huge machines and like it, it, it's such a trickle down at that point that yeah. like i have been like forced to believe throughout my lifetime that like laborers owe it to all those rich people kind oh. of
1: oh this is this is
0: gonna yeah this is
1: literally the oppression of capitalism
0: yeah yeah but like having the opportunity to think about it and discussion and think that maybe Maybe we could develop enough theses and and really push back on them is like, is what is where the space I've been in for, for a while now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of complex arguments though. So it's like, like I said, it's like, you can't put it all into one, but.
1: Yeah. what I will say that, um, being able to see this, I regret not, um, being as supportive as I could or being aware as I could uh, to people's movements, to labor movements that are fighting for um, a better future in in neighborhoods like Pilsen, where I lived, um, you know, where things are happening and people are fighting for this or that. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. That's that's their problem.
0: A big a big thing about labor movements, though, is that they do seize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. We only missed it before because we weren't in the situation that we are in, that we were Mm -hmm. in when the George Floyd like strikes happened. And when everybody really got out there and it was a huge, if that wasn't a labor movement, but that was a movement, you know, and any, any radical act like that, like part of it is the opportunity as a whole is that we didn't, we were able to open our eyes and and understand, you know, and that was a big part. And that's like, I think it was part of the reason why it was socially acceptable to speak out about like black and brown communities you know it created that 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 social change or that yeah that that social change where, where' we weren't talking about it before because we didn't have the opportunity to talk about it yeah um not that things weren't happening that we were you know that we were aware of like things were happening but we really like, it's kind of, it was just a different atmosphere at the time. And, and for labor movements, especially because that's even more, that's even more specific than, than what I would what I, like that movement, you know, like yeah. labor movements are hard to, to get, um, to take hold of and to be able to enact change. Labor movements are really hard. Like Starbucks right. is an example. Like they, they're pretty well structured now and they're paid decently but it took them a long time to organize and to be able to get the benefits that they have now uh what was the other one trader joe's i think that a lot of people don't have the same benefits across the u.s because some trader joe's have unionized Hmm. i can't remember exactly what's going on with them but that's another like labor movement thing where it's like yeah we it would have been nice to have been able to help sooner, but we didn't really see it. It wasn't right. really happening as
1: quick. I don't know. I mean, I mean, oftentimes it's it's just a language issue, like where now we have the language about these things, and it's been made relevant because the most powerful use of language is storytelling. And and yeah, and yes, yeah. George Floyd happened, but there were so many other instances. This one particular event hit a nerve. And it told the perfect story that people could latch on and maybe for once in their lives understand or react to. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or somebody trying to use an example, nobody's aware of all the other misjustices that are happening. But now they know this one. Now I can talk to you about the thing that I've been studying and talking about, preaching about for 10 years that you were never listening to.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. With that said, though. I really, like, you said that you were taking classes online mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. they were also, they were Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah you said? Spanish language. And... Um, and living over there, being able to compare it to Chicago, it's very interesting because I, I meant to say, like, I meant to also reiterate that I'm talking about exemption in the United States.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I do believe that religion is is treated a lot differently in Europe. I oh, do yeah. believe that when I've only been to Europe one time and we were in Greece for 10 days and it just is like less, it's not fucked with as much. I mean, it's... I, I understand like, you know, majority Rome, like the Vatican and the Pope, like that Catholicism is, is just a much grander religion in Europe, I think. And like, there's a, there are a lot of rich catholics in the u.s that's i'm not saying that but i do think that like it's just an older world that has like deeper roots that like speaks it just speaks differently to religion and and there's um there's just it's just about the u.s so it's very it's very interesting this is a great conversation this is a good i have to (laughs) i did find out like so many things
1: that were, like, American things that I never would have thought were American things.
0: Mayonnaise.
1: <laughs> Ketchup. Oh, the, the Dutch do mayo so well. Okay. Oh, my gosh. My mind oh, but they do it blo- differently
0: and My better. mind
1: has been blown on basil mayo, truffle mayo. And, and I'm not talking, like, jarred stuff. I'm talking, like, fresh made. Pour it over your fruits. It is just...
0: You whew. know, we have... I won't... I'll hand it to the U.S. Like, we've got... <laughs> fun stuff we've got
1: fun fun stuff we have have dyes we've got corn syrup (laughs) we got fat and salt. we have cinema
0: you know we have we have
1: wait wait wait. are you saying we don't
0: have (laughs) there's no (laughs) cinema overseas in another country no i'm just saying like american cinema as a whole i think is pretty pop. like yeah globally american cinema like is yeah they they fluff it up you know like we've got that we got like is that dies chord or? We
1: we do have pop music.
0: We have pop. Oh boy, do we have pop music!
1: it's I I don't know what nobody's really cracked it until Korea recently. I feel with pop music.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I kind of I don't know. I, I don't if you. We have like rock. I think we have rock more than we have. We have pop rock more than we have, like straight pop because i think like like europe had a really big pop phase sure before like oh um, yeah
1: there's definitely european pop music yeah but when you talk about what's what's we dominating are, we're
0: very clean with it and yes. i think
1: we we started to flex rap a little bit more and then now it's like rap is just super casual and pop music when i think when we were kids rap was nope totally different yeah it's a totally different genre
0: yeah that's that, um
1: It's something I've heard, though. People are like, oh, yeah, and Americans, like, everybody, like, tries to rap. <laughs> I'm like, oh,
0: I hate that you're not wrong. Yeah. You've heard that recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, what about our DIY scene?" <laughs> and,
1: yeah, and, any... I love the questions that... that Have you that...
0: found any DIY venues in Amsterdam?
1: Oh, that... Ho, ho, ho.
0: Are they a thing?
1: Amsterdam has a major squatter scene. Um,
0: so that calls for festivals in the streets? Oh
1: my gosh. No, 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 no. More than that, like, squatting is like institutionalized where, like, you'll be at this, like, really dope bar. Maybe it's Screamo, maybe it's techno. And you're wondering, oh, it's a cash only bar. Oh, whatever. This is great. Sound system's great. People are vibing. There's art on the walls. Finally, one of your friends says, uh, yeah man, it's crazy. I love these squatter places. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's a squatter bar. What Oh, they
0: own the bar? Yeah.
1: Like yeah, so they Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of a lot more rights in the Netherlands and the way that they view property and uh
0: Very interesting.
1: <clears throat> when you say own They I don't know, own it? That's like the antithesis to squatting. It,
0: yeah. Oh, they choose to not own it.
1: Yeah. Interesting. They just no, they just occupy it. Mm. They occupy like a space in, like, a downtown area that on Friday nights, Saturday nights, turns into a thriving music venue. <laughs> That's <laughs> sick. And, yeah, the amount... Of, and Or there will be restaurants, and it'll be, like, four euro, and you get a three-course meal of people who are just really passionate about cooking, and they're trying out new recipes. And it's just like, yeah, this is a squatter restaurant. What?
0: Yeah. I'm so, trying to work there, dude.
1: So DIY, it's DIY, like everything
0: <laughs> extreme
1: so uh, yeah i mean scene wise i mean it's great and i think even americans that come through re- really love it because then you hear other musicians that play and all sorts of genres and they're like celebrated and yeah you see it like there's a subculture for everything that's um, pretty sick you just gotta know where to find it i guess
0: um so i'm gonna have to make my way out to Amsterdam. sounds like they'll take me with open arms to be honest
1: bring your equipment and honestly just bring in like a a bunch of people yeah
0: that could be fun oh
1: i ironically don't have a microwave but there there are microwaves
0: in um in amsterdam (laughs) there are microwaves in amsterdam rest assured we um i decided i premeditated not doing a, a meal on this one but i will say that there are bun kebabs in my freezer that we could eat, but I don't think they're very good. Okay. I'm kind of nervous about them. Did you test them? No, they're still, they're they're a 7-Eleven find. Ooh, Um, rough. I guess I also, I'm going to wait till the next season so that I can film it, because they're really goofy looking, and I (laughs) I think that they're going to not look like the photograph on the package. That's the best part about this show is being able to, disprove the images on the packaging yeah it's um it's never accurate and uh
1: they should just paint them at that point like why do they have to show you
0: i don't know a fake thing yeah it's
1: microwave food have a little fun yeah yeah make a cartoon use it to like sell some some poor lonely comics version of of your food
0: yeah yeah that would be actually, that's a great idea.
1: Cause Write that down, who's ever listening. Think, think about the people who are buying microwave food. They're not looking for your highly detailed fake photography. Absolutely.
0: I completely agree. There are... tr- <laughs> some, there's been some nasty ones, there's been some unfilmable <laughs> ones, might I add. But uh, anyway, I premeditated not doing a microwave meal.
1: Premeditate is I only ever hear that in the context of like murder. Sorry. But, but, I didn't want to yeah. kill us. That's yeah. the thing. But I, I mean it's still an it's an accurate use of the word, I think.
0: I, maybe it isn't. I don't know. That's a good question. Or that's a that's a th- that's a good thought. I... Or, or or
1: and also for some reason makes me think that while you eat the microwave food you meditate. So you're like, I premeditated, so we're not eating <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes that one it is a meditative <laughs> process eating the microwave meal because you have to think of a good review for it you know dank Ugh. or not dank that was the thing is you know. was it dank or is it not dank that's the only those are the only choices you get at the end of the show so now we can just decide at the end of this episode if this was a dank or not dank conversation you know sure. right now I think it's pretty dank I think it's going really well <laughs> um I also think it's because We're coming to the table with some good thoughts. There we go. Yeah, it's been a long time, though. We we met at Sawada, the last time. Yeah, we did right right before before you left. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good conversation then too. Really
1: was. I think an accurate conversation. Yeah. For for like where where the next few months we're heading.
0: Yeah, the uh, I I remember mostly talking about making movies yeah (laughs) yeah i think that that was a big part of the conversation that that was just the through line for everything we were talking about was how it related to making movies in some fashion yeah but i'm not making a movie right now i'm just (laughs) saying (laughs) that's a bummer i'm I'm currently on that
1: path i think that's like i had a good talk with my friend basically like Obviously, you're also a multimedia artist. Uh, Now this is deja vu. I feel like I said that exact
0: setup. I I think so, too. Um,
1: And visual storytelling for me has been the most effective way of both receiving and creating for me. Because, yeah, I can be introverted and, you know, isolate myself and have a bunch of really deep esoteric thoughts. At the same time, the only thing that's ever made it worth it for me is when I can share it with a community and they jump onto it and we all kind of play our part. And I love that aspect of film. So, you know, you can get in there, be a little writer and, and knock something out, um, but then watch it come to life through the minds of other people. And to me, that's beautiful. And yeah it's i think that's i've been able to find stories and, and that uniqueness and rawness and real life that happens so um yeah, so, I, don't, I don't
0: think it stopped <laughs> yeah you said um uh, that it's it's a good process i think that you're a fan of that i think you're you're an advocate for that process yeah that's where the i think that's where the multimedia art gets kind of like not thrown to the side, but it gets almost uh it gets mistreated because it's really the the reason why you touch so many different mediums is because you're just interested in the like in an in, in some kind of result into mm-hmm. seeing a change implementing some kind of change to that medium is like um, is something that I think that was a, and that was the reason why it ended up, we were talking about film in general is because our grounding, the grounding of the conversation was that we both worked in completely different fields and mediums, but still found mm-hmm. uh, a general interest and a general, there was just themes throughout, even though there it was different experiences that were like similar. And like, yeah, I just, I, I do think, the long process of making a movie is actually super exciting. And that is why when people get in it, they never leave. You know, it's like that guy's been a filmmaker his entire life. Is like that's what a lot of people say about a lot of filmmakers, you know. It's just as revered as fine artists at this point to me. And I don't even know that many filmmakers, you know. And there are, you know, there's a lot, like, I couldn't, I have a much smaller rock to skip across the pond, you know. <laughs> it goes far, but it doesn't I don't know where it goes.
1: <laughs> but but I see the thread line cuz you I think you've always been someone that's very driven by the community aspect of things. It's like for me it's never been just justice. It's like you're doing you have your hands in all these things, but it's not just going to stay here. It's immediately Almost immediately, instantaneously, or at least that, that's how I perceive it, like ejected back out into the ether and not like for a personal brand of sorts. But like, yeah, I'm working with so-and-so or like this is actually going to be uh, this collection with so-and-so mm-hmm. um, or we're going to have this DIY show at my house and all these artists are going to come in. This is where you're and Nobody's going to know my name. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to know my name. Because I keep changing it. Yeah. <laughs> but for real. And. In in movies and film and in, in series and things like that, um, you're not just playing with the typical roles, right? You're you're playing with all sorts of artists. You can literally bring, I think, any medium into the, the medium of film. Um, if you're that's a painter, true. sculptor, you know.
0: That's very true.
1: And and let's just say you're you're just a, such an interesting person that you can't contribute. Well, guess what? You might be the story.
0: R- yeah, that's true. Like, um, that kind of shows in celebrity, the people that are, that live within celebrity now, like some people got their break and were just such interesting individuals that they, they were fun to film and it worked out really well as their, that's like, I feel like that's how people get typecasted is what mm-hmm. we're talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I mean, it's like literally like, some people just play into their true selves, and it ends up being this character that they play for a lot of roles, unfortunately. But they, I, that's like, yeah the filmmaker that found them probably felt how we feel, how what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know where where we're we talking about, Suana. I don't know. I was thinking about was, coffee.
1: That was our connection. It's a almost time for coffee,
0: I think. I think I'm yeah. thinking about Thinking about that late night decaf. Yeah, I don't have decaf, or I would. Uh There's the pre-shift is going to be the next episode, so I want Ooh. everybody here, including you, to tune in to hear the recap of this conversation at my next conversation. I, w-
1: I will have a pre-shift drink. Yes, yes that's L- it. Listening to the pre-shift.
0: That's exactly what it is. You know, you get it's to get your day started. It's a really good. It's a great idea. And, and it is always in the morning yeah. the microwave minutes the real episodes always happen like this late Perfect. it's supposed to be like after a shift you know oh when okay. you're like spent you know you just want to throw something in the microwave yeah but then the pre-shift is always before the shift and it, it, it just says it's a different tone it's it's faster conversation uh it definitely uh it moves just in the similar fashion where it's open-ended and very much like no format, yeah. but it moves faster. Cause it seems like people like I've had like Jesse sit in for a pre-shift and he just, you know, is ready to get the day started. We're drinking, we start drinking coffee. And as soon as that caffeine kicks, we're like, okay, we got to go, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which is fun, you know? But that's,
1: a, that's actually such a good context to have. Cause I feel like, I'm always looking for something to decompress my mind and I just go to a screen or something else. Oh, maybe I'm destroying the idea of making a video again. No, no. Um, I don't think video would ruin it. You can have it on the background. You can only peek over when, when justice is ready to (laughs) pop the boy in the microwave. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's a good
0: idea too. But I, I understand what you, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But I mean like, uh, it's like, Man, sometimes I work late and like you you have your head like ringing and you just need to turn everything off and like listen to something chill because you can't listen to your own thoughts. Your own thoughts are annoying at that
0: point. If your ears are ringing, you might have tinnitus and you need to get your ears checked, by the way.
1: (laughs) that is true.
0: (laughs) Don't go deaf. Wear a hearing aid. It's cool.
1: (laughs) And if those ringings turn into voices, then see a therapist.
0: Then we can transition to mental health right now if you really want to. (laughs) Cause that's a whole other hour we're, we're, we're good. We could talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the, yeah, the video format is going to happen. Cause even this, if it was lit properly and that wasn't a window behind you, I think it would be a, a nice, you know, just complete room. Sure. Um, blocking that window has been a thought. I used to have a room divider. Yeah, I mean, um, you could
1: just green screen this. That's true, and, and have the videos playing in that in that green screen with with blinds and all.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even thought of that to be honest. So I might. I might <laughs> that, congrats, that's my idea now.
1: <laughs> Let's take it. I, everything I say on here is actually intellectual property of Microwave Minutes.
0: That's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all rights reserved makes you set a a waiver beforehand (laughs) no there's no waiver anybody can come i was supposed to do this chef from colorado and i don't know what happened to him so dennis if you're listening call me (laughs) is is he on social media i can't remember yeah it's like chef dennis he might be dead he's (laughs) (laughs) sorry
1: i I had to get a call back in there
0: he might be fucking dead (laughs) jokes on me chef dennis dm dm justice if you're not dead (laughs) thank you i appreciate it in advance Um, I don't have. I haven't had a skater yet either. I got to get somebody that skates to just school me on my skateboarding. That's that's a goal.
1: I saw this exhibit in, uh, this it's called um, the Hermitage Museum, and it was a love exhibit with all sorts of versions of love, um, from romantic love to scandalous love to whatever. Okay, so then there's this portrait. There's a photograph and it's a a bride and a groom and it's beautiful except it looks a little weird because the groom's not in a suit and it was uh this photographer would literally just pull people off the street into their studio and take photos with them (laughs) and it was like how special is like a wedding photo but actually it's just
0: a random guy um
1: that that could be a microwave minute uh, I could
0: pull a stranger off the street. You're implying.
1: I mean, I'm totally implying, on on video, just like, "Hey, you, are you hungry? <laughs>
0: you want to talk?" Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: The chances of that guy being a squatter are very likely, is what you're saying. Uh,
1: it, could be,
0: could be. I would be down. There's a there's a homeless guy that hangs out in our neighborhood. I mean, not not to exploit people, uh, you know. Sorry, houseless. But, I'm uh, not I'm not gonna exploit him. I'm gonna give him a meal. But exactly. <laughs> I'll get I mean if if the show makes profits, he can get a cut too. That's, true. that's not I'm not saying he don't get a cut. I'm saying that right now there isn't a cut. Somebody's gotta have the meal instead. <laughs>
1: yeah. But anybody I don't know. I feel like that's like dicey though, because if you put it into like a like a verbal format, <laughs> You don't know what you're gonna get. That's that's a worse rule. Like a photo is one thing. Like you, like don't, you just
0: don't publish it. Yeah, you that's know. True. Well, I'd the, be willing to take that risk.
1: Like three times, and then you're like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what lies people underneath people. People off the people. Is
0: fucking me up. You give you give him a
1: microphone and you're just screwed. Like it's
0: 11:30 at night. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh. So have you listen? Uh, nah. I was gonna ask you. Way at the beginning of this episode, right? Episode twenty. Let me double check. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Thank I, you. I turned twenty nine this month, so. Oh, kept it, it, it in the age range it, for it, sure. It,
1: it resonated with me. Yeah, if I was a little bit older, I couldn't make it here.
0: <sighs> wow, that's that's wild. Uh, so episode twenty nine. I was going to recap a little bit of the last episode, but I kind of did. By Schmielin about the pre shift. It was a pre shift. Okay. It was right when uh Roe versus Wade was overturned. <sighs> Talked about that for a little bit.
1: That was the last episode. Yeah. I understand why there was a gap. Yeah.
0: But uh we are one of the, you know, beacon states, which is nice. There are not that many. Sure. I know California, New York, and uh, I believe Massachusetts. Makes sense. There's a few. But they're most of our country according to reproductive rights website the center of reproductive rights um, which is hiring a CMO which would be sick it's a dream job right there <laughs> but it's probably a woman I, I sent it to Hannah and I was like this would be an awesome job like I would love uh-huh. to be in charge of the to to be in charge of their marketing and she said isn't that a woman's job. And I was like, "Well, yeah, but, but it doesn't mean that I can't, right? Like I can I can I could maybe try." Anyway, according to the website, a lot of those states are still in the red. Yeah. Like it's either illegal or it's um what's what's the step underneath illegal? I don't even know. It's just like not accepted. You still can't get it. You can't get an abortion now in certain states and that's it's really fucked up to me. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was uh, the part one of the pre-shift. So yeah, it, it unpacks a little bit in the morning too, you know, it's not really say, a really meditative yeah. thing, but, um, the other thing was the EPA. I can't, I was talking about how the environmental protection agency like was trending for a day because of X, Y, Z, and then it was completely off the radar the next. So a little bit about socials, Okay. you know, okay. Um, and then I think movies. So that's what I was going to ask you. There we go. You got a holiday Christmas list, or yeah, holiday movie Christmas list. So it's like,
1: I think I might see White Christmas on Friday. What's
0: White Christmas? Music book.
1: I don't know. I thought it was an old movie.
0: White Christmas.
1: Um, and then I've I've still never to this day seen. It's a Wonderful Life. It just kind of plays on TVs, but I've never like watched it.
0: It's a good movie. I don't really remember it.
1: Yeah, it just it just plays.
0: It's a pleasant movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's, I don't really plan on any.
0: I don't know if yeah. I don't know if Christmas you, movies. I don't. Yeah. Any? Yeah, a
1: what Christmas is story? what?
0: A, what a genre! <laughs> what a <laughs> genre is right. It's expansive. You, this That's is gonna. This
1: Christmas. is gonna be like a. A little bit of research here. I, I actually did listen to the last Requiem for a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> that's pretty sick. I,
1: I love what Adam was saying. That's
0: called doing your fucking homework. About right? the
1: genre <laughs> of Christmas music. And I, that's where he, he
0: got me. I was like,
1: it's a specific genre.
0: Yeah, it's not something that I want to listen to r- You really don't often. play this
1: music any nope. or anything that sounds like it throughout the year. And I thought that point was so good. The same with christmas movies. Yeah. And and the, the which th- he
0: didn't really talk about, I don't think.
1: No, he didn't. And, <laughs> and but I think you can bring it back and finish up that conversation. <laughs> when you want to talk about screenwriting, you talk about like motivation. Like movies have what's called like primal motivations. Mm-hmm. And you can break any movie down into the primal motivation, uh, you know, death, sex, like things like primal. The motivation of christmas movies. <laughs> is christmas
0: (laughs) wow that's a (laughs) (laughs) like there's nothing there's nothing primal about it (laughs) we were not meant to be enjoying anything at that time in the middle of winter (laughs) several feet on the ground strangers walking through your chimney like
1: <laughs> no I mean you, you could tell a story like Castaway a plane falls a man must survive and discover himself with the hope of you know making it back to civilization cool thanks Tom Hanks Um then then is there uh, a
0: Christmas scene oh there is a Christmas scene there is the a little camp. bit okay yeah, okay a little Christmas in there Christmas
1: but it's not a Christmas movie <laughs> maybe I would count it as a Christmas movie but the Christmas movies are like yeah so um Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh He's not doing good as a
0: dad, and he's got to do well for Christmas. He's got to make ends meet for Christmas. Yeah. There, that is not ever, at least recently, like a main plot line of a Christmas movie. Is like how hard the dad has to work to to make his Christmas yeah. come true.
1: No, they they thought that was too primal. They're like, this is too much about father son drama. Yeah. We need more Christmas. You picked
0: a good. That's like, oh, that's like a really fun Christmas movie <laughs> to, to 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 try to pick up. Maybe that's what that
1: would actually be on my Christmas list. Or Chris, my Christmas, my my uh, Christmas watch list. Um, Christmas with the Cranks, right? Like. Oh, that's, we, we, that's,
0: we got so oh, will uh Alan Tim yeah Tim Allen
1: we we got to set up a Christmas party.
0: Have you? Uh, you. Do you have a top? Whew. Do you have a top Christmas movie?
1: Good question.
0: I really like Gremlins. Oh, my gosh. If you
1: count that as a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas
0: movie. It happens on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it's... I mean, there. everybody watches it during Halloween, though, because it's like, a, you know, it's a horror thing. Yeah.
1: But, Halloween is Gremlins 2. Uh, uh, that, yeah.
0: That, it's that, in that, New York, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, that, that's just a nightmare for Hollywood. Like, well, how did they let that happen? I don't know. Uh,
0: but... How did they let that... As in it's bad? It's so bad. Gremlins 2. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch it. Uh just when i watched gremlins yet like maybe last week and i couldn't even pay attention it's not very good
1: i watched shrek the halls on the flight here oh i've never seen it it's 28 minutes is it good um are they singing i was pleasantly surprised (laughs) yes shrek is probably one of the few movies that made a successful sequel
0: uh, uh, Shrek Two is amazing. Yeah, Shrek Three I don't know anything about.
1: No, me neither. I,
0: but Shrek Two really nailed it.
1: Shrek Two nailed it, but Shrek the Halls, man, they ju- they just parody, you know, little Christmas things. Shrek's first Christmas, ogres don't do Christmas. Hell yeah. So that that might be my top. I already watched my favorite Christmas movie.
0: I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen Jingle All the Way, it, in the maybe 90s. fifteen years. And I've gotta watch it now. It's on Stars. That movie is so good. Yeah, you uh, really. Oh, Bill Murray's Scrooge. I've never seen Scrooged. Oh, that's that's one that's one for you. Yeah, that's a top one.
1: Like so many of just Bill Murray's movies.
0: I did. uh, We did Krampus last night. Ah, or two nights ago. I actually have never seen Krampus. It's I feel like I'm like always... 2015. Yeah. Oh, fun. I remember when that came out. It's fun. It's really fun It's and a Christmas horror. It is. It's Christmas horror. Uh what's his name is in it? I don't I don't remember his name. The guy from uh Parks and Rec, Ben from but Parks off. and Rec. Okay. his name? No. but not important cuz they're all really fun all the all the whole cast is a lot of fun and I'm not going to ruin it. It's just like a lot of uh horror horror. Yeah. It's like Kr- Krampus is like Satan essentially. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun through the whole movie. You don't you don't expect it. What a different <laughs> legend. It just keeps going and going and going. The whole movie just gets more and more over the top till there's like he like holes of lava underneath the snow and you're like oh, what is going gosh. on? <laughs>
1: Is it on the spectrum of like horror? Is it like killing on one side? Have you ever seen Thanksgiving? No.
0: Is it a lot what, what of. Like Sharknado. Not a lot of gore.
1: What, like Sharknado. Like, it, you know, like like, like, like campy not, horror.
0: It's kind of campy, yeah.
1: Okay, that's what I, that, I'm, I was trying to fit it into. Were they trying to go, you know, serious? What would be a serious. Serious horror movie? Yeah. Probably Silence of the Lambs, like...
0: Okay, so it's, like, way towards the (laughs) Sharknado side. It's nowhere near the Silence of the Lambs side. That's great. Um, Just, like, too many ridiculous
1: things that you have to believe to make this movie work. Yeah. But it's still freaking you
0: out somehow. Well, I guess to close it up... uh... How do we feel about Kanye West?
1: Oh... (laughs) My favorite tweet was my favorite tweet was the um, one from like three years ago that said you guys got to stop gassing Kanye yet before he gets to the Hitler was a good guy phase oh and that was posted <sighs> in like 2019
0: true uh, true that
1: um, no if I'm being honest being uh. With less sensationalized news and celebrities at the forefront, um, it's it's been pretty easy to turn away from all that yep. drama. And...
0: It's true. It was it was a lot easier to ignore than we thought. Yeah. And unfortunately, we ignored it to the point where he's he is like a homeless person. I'm just gonna second that point.
1: But speaking speaking of Kanye, I just like... yeah,
0: we we'll play you out with a Kanye song. Don't worry, everybody. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. We won't talk about it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows I have a stem player.
1: I love the stem player.
0: I also was approached by people when he said that, like, "Hey, what about your boy?" And I was like, "You." <laughs> I can't, I don't know how to. Uh, I'm not. Def- I'm not defending the guy.
1: I, I mean, it's. I don't think it's your fault for appreciating somebody's exactly, innovation exactly. In music. Exactly. Exactly. And that person comes out and says something ridiculously anti-Semitic. And right.
0: Manic. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> right. The. It's, not... I mean, it's a good conversation because it's... And uh, I want to believe that... It, for me, it's the end of, like, admiring celebrity in the capacity that I did. You know? Um, it didn't take much. But it's enough for me to be like, okay, this was... This was okay to like keep up with until these people that put this guy on a pedestal let him say that shit.
1: You know, I honestly I feel bad for the people that surrounded him because Kanye was kind of a face of an operation. Yeah. Of people who saw him as this yeah sure like a messianic figure, but or whatever. Yeah. He he was the doorway to start creating music differently. Yeah. Whether that be whatever hip hop or pop and like, like you have a stem play in your hand. Do you think Kanye sat and invented that? Exactly. And no, no. it was a team of people operating under whatever mission. It's a different statement, company too, you know. You know? It's
0: just a completely different thing. But uh, that's the thing, is the ideas were are there, but yeah. his Beliefs aren't in line with that, yeah, in my opinion. It's
1: a representation. I, I don't I don't ever like. I don't say I don't like blaming an individual. I like to look at the. I like to look at things, and understand all the components that are happening and what you can kind of like, take apart. I was having a conversation with a friend today about, like, uh, blaming the schools. Like, I hate when people blame the school system. Like, they they never really wanted you to learn. Like, no, I know a lot of people, like, a lot of teachers that are struggling to uh, even make a decent living salary. Mm-hmm. And they're sacrificing a lot. I, they're not part of this crazy scheme.
0: Like, there, there's other components involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I also don't. I'm in school now for the second time in my, or for like college, the second time in my life. And it's like, I literally just didn't utilize it to the same capacity that I could, that I do now. Sure. You know, I literally wasn't, it was completely underutilized and (laughs) students really like, you have nobody, you have a lot of exterior, you know, a lot of outside factors playing into your decision to go to school, but. At the end of the day, like you're choosing to be there and choosing not to be there, yep. if you are supposed to be there, and how much you take advantage of that school system really depends. You know, the more, uh, regard regardless of, like, yeah, I d- it is not blaming it upon an individual either. I'm not either, but, um, he, yeah, yeah. And Everybody th- knows that what Hitler did was very, very bad. <laughs> mentally ill or not wait you could consider the fact that other people know that he didn't do any he didn't do good to this world so no matter how much you changed the world up until that point like you're letting that evil in and his whole thing was yeah. also like how he, he finds God and like you know repents and comes back and like does oh, yeah. good you can't like Hitler didn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't act like. <laughs> even if he had good ideas, you can't say that because he did more harm to this whole. to our history. This is fucking silly, dude. That's some dumbass shit. Sorry.
1: Hitler's whack.
0: Yeah, it's so fucking. It's so stupid. It's very. I, I really also didn't. I've never really studied. You know, World War Two, Sure. Or anything on the matter. All it took was like a documentary when I was a child, when we were kids, to be like, "Oh, that guy was bad. Sure. We should never idolize that." Right? It's yeah. like you're letting so much evil in by allowing, and, by saying that that's acceptable.
1: And it's like you, why? What's the even any point in defending it? It's not like there is some radical ideology at play that we were just missing.
0: No, we knew the radical ideologies. Exactly. And they were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was crazy. And it still, and it, So people still put Hitler into power as they did put Kanye into power, you know? Yeah. And, and I think still on the same, on the same topic of, like, you're letting the same evil in, like, there is going to be a ripple effect to what just happened, too, with all of this that's happening with him. And it's going to continue to fall out. And it's going to take, like, like more pushback against him. It's True. going to be more, it needs to be more of kind of, like, a fuck you, Kanye. Yeah. Because if we continue to, let, if he keeps getting onto networks... And saying those things, like, it's just gonna fuel those people that feel that way, really. The people that are fueled by that radical ideology of fucking Hitler, you know? Yeah. It's, like, scary. And I don't respect it at all. And, uh... Drop it. Drop, drop, tur- to, uh, unsave all of his music for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe forever. Just for a little bit.
1: Just... Don't pre-save his new album Get on those. Spotify.
0: Yeah, that's what's good. If that's what happens next, oh my God, I'm going to flip. Yeah. Not in a good way. I'm, it's going to be really upsetting, <laughs> to be honest. It's going to be really upsetting just because um, everybody's going to – that's the thing is everybody will continue to talk about it too. I'm going to have to sell the stem player – Luckily, it's the only thing that I have of his. Y'all better sell all your Yeezys. That's what that's what people are saying right now with the whole Balenciaga
1: thing. Is like sell it, get rid of it. Well, they're like, I don't even want to sell it because it's not gonna sell. Like, <laughs> like no one's gonna even want to buy it. Um, people are like, I'm, I'll keep, I'll keep all the stuff that doesn't have the logo on it, and I'll still wear it. They're yeah. Like, okay.
0: I uh, I noticed a a hoodie from him, a Gap hoodie, mm-hmm. a Yeezy Gap hoodie, and I was like. Damn You're still wearing that huh <laughs> I didn't say that I didn't say that But sure. I was like I I, I grabbed their son I was like Is this Gap? <laughs> Is this from The Gap? Yeah, yeah. They were like <laughs> Like yeah it's, it's 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 a Yeezy thing And I was like oh Okay mm-hmm. And the sho- Oh And they had the shoes too I was like Are those also Yeezys. <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah, they're really comfy. And I was like,
1: it was once an unproblematic lifestyle. <laughs> and now you can't even wear your favorite sweater and shoes.
0: <laughs> I feel like I heard that at least once. It's like, yeah, it's my favorite stuff. Uh, it's my favorite sweater. It's like, mm, it's really comfy. That's what I hear all the time. They're really comfy. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: you. I don't like that it forces me to have opinions about things that I don't have or listen to
0: anyway. True. Anymore. So f- for the record, you have no opinion on the matter and it's okay. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the extent of my
0: opinion of what
1: I said. That is that is an opinion.
0: That's okay.
1: I I, th- I, don't think I've like followed it. Like I haven't had an interest in it past that point. I think I kind of threw it out a little while ago with the drama I, I think I stopped following anything Kanye related as soon as the Pete Davidson drama hit.
0: When was that? I don't
1: really? remember when that was. It's yeah, it's yeah. Too that's long a now. good.
0: That was a good stopping point.
1: It was like the seasons of Kanye, and it's like yeah, I stopped at like season Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Hitler season, bro? <laughs> the, it, it got Which canceled. one? <laughs> it, it it literally it literally just lasted one episode, and they 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 pulled the rest of the funding.
0: Thanks for stopping by, Joseph.
1: I really appreciate it. This Dude. has
0: been a great conversation.
1: Always hospitable. Always great to run into you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to cut this space out right now. I'm trying to think of a good way to end it. Actually. Do. You, do you There's a big wait. So. Free
1: freestyle rap. For, or I don't rap. I, trust ama- me, I'm not America an American raps. trying to rap. I
0: promise, <laughs> you will never catch me. Mm. They you?
1: also here. I'll, I'll I'll give you another fun fact. They have American themed parties where they special order red solo cups because that's an American thing, and I had no idea.
0: That's jaw dropping.
1: Do you have you been to one? I did. I <gasps> I watched them play pong, and then um I, I stepped up, but they're like.
0: All the American play. Why do
1: you why do you put the ping pong ball in the water? <laughs> and I was like, Gosh. I wanted to give him an I wanted to give him an answer, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> this is just how we play. <laughs> then everybody started doing it. <laughs> you know, like
0: yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Why do we do that? It's there's no science. It's, I think it's because it weighs the ball
1: down. (laughs) No, I know that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't going to say it. Yeah,
0: but that doesn't make any sense.
1: Because I realized as I was about to explain it, I was about to give like a practical justification for something I have no idea if it
0: works or not. I definitely had to just uh, cut us off. But thank you all for listening. This was a microwave minutes. And we'll talk real soon. Hello, apps. You can do multiple XRs. You can, can do, out. Out. You can can do, do uh, a little.
1: I think it's a. It might be a. <laughs>